0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: From the heart of the Carolinas, a breath of fresh air, a voice of reason, this is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. And... Can I say it now? Happy Friday. (laughs) Good to be back with you. It's good to be back with you after uh, taking a little time off just to address some important matters. But I am here today, and we have a lot to talk about. You know, it's really interesting, too. We're in an atmosphere where just when you think you have the landscape figured out, then there's a curveball that's thrown. I mean, think of all the people who are celebrating, particularly in the nation's capital, the politicians salivating when they saw that number go from 50 to 51, the number of Democrats in Washington, D.C., in the U.S. Senate. And now, just like that, there's been a change overnight. I'm sure you have heard by now, Kirsten Cinema has dropped a little bit of a bombshell. <sighs> to be honest with you, it's a little bit early to tell what the impact of this will be. It seems she is going to continue to caucus with Democrats to keep the shifty, shady, crooked Chuck Schumer in power. That seems evident but the bottom line is Miss Sinema has stepped off of the Democrat plantation I will let you hear and we've got several clips from her which are quite interesting this was a news release that went out essentially this morning there was also a companion interview with CNN and in that CNN interview she explained the announcement. Listen up. The announcement.
2: I've registered as an Arizona independent. I know some people might be a little bit surprised by this, but actually I think it makes a lot of sense. You know, a growing number of Arizonans and people like me just don't feel like we fit neatly into one party's box or the other and so like many across the state and the nation I've decided to leave that partisan process and really just focus on the work that I think matters to Arizona and to our country which is solving problems and getting things done
1: solving problems getting things done doesn't this sound so wonderful so a lot of people looking at this and immediately asking the question what changes here's our answer
2: Well I don't think anything will change about how I do my job. Um, Arizonans sent me to the United States Senate to be an independent voice for our state and I'll continue doing that. What I think is important about this decision and and this move is that I'll be able to show up to work every day as an independent and not be you know stuck into one party's demands of following without thinking And, and as we've seen in recent years Both parties have created this uh, kind of requirement or a pull towards the edges that you just unthinkingly support all of one party's viewpoints. It's made it difficult to find folks who are willing to work together and solve problems. Now, as you know, Jake, we've been able to do a lot of bipartisan work over the last couple of years and I'm incredibly proud of that. And I think it's important for folks across my state and, and frankly, across the country to say, yep, yeah, there's, someone, there's someone that's kind of like me, doesn't fit neatly into one box or the other, but is standing up for their values, for what they believe in, and is doing it without trying to get one over on the other party or beat the other guy.
1: So the idea here, totally changing the atmosphere, And I, I, mean, and I don't know about you, but I think there are a lot of people in this country who share this sentiment, They're tired of this game. Now, this is not a matter of uh, convictions or values because there's going to be a place where we differ. But I think people are sick of the game, the contest. And I think this is going to resonate with a lot of people. Especially back in her home state, which is really purple. I think she's touched on some things that don't just resonate in her state, in Arizona, but really across the country. So the question of the balance of power, I told you it's 51-49. What does this mean now? How does this decision from Kirsten Cinema affect that balance of power?
2: Well, I know you have to ask that question, Jake, yeah. but that's kind of a D.C. thing to worry about. What I'm really focused on is just making sure that I'm doing what I think comports with my values and the values of Arizonans. So when I come to work each day, it'll be the same. I'm gonna still come to work and hopefully serve on uh, the same committees I've been serving on and continue to work well with my colleagues of both political parties. And I'm not really spending much time worrying about what the mechanics look like for Washington, DC. And to be honest, Jake, I don't think anyone in Arizona is caring about that either. Um, so I don't think things will change much for me, and I don't think things will change much for Arizonans.
1: Okay. One of the other things, for those people who are counting, who are looking at these numbers, 5149, and I'm sure the party leadership was looking at this, the Democrat party leadership, they were so excited. This is great. This is wonderful. We've got solid control. We don't even need the vote from the vice president to break a tie. So with all of this success, a lot of people on the Democrat side may be looking at this and asking the question, why now?
2: Well, I think folks at home in Arizona have known me for a very long time, and they know who I am. I've always been someone who is focused on getting results, getting things done, and I've never fit neatly into any party box. I've never really tried. I don't want to, and I think that's reflective of how most Arizonans live. You know, Arizonans who aren't affiliated with either party are often the largest group of voters in Arizona. And even those who are affiliated with parties often find that they don't fit 100% into that box. The reality is is that when we get up in the morning, we don't really think about partisanship. Most people don't wake up and think, okay, well, I've, you know, got to get this Democratic breakfast on the table. I got to get in my Republican car and go to work. That's not how real life is. I, I know it is in this town, but in the rest of the country, people are just living their lives. And so they're not thinking about who's winning and who's losing, but that's what the parties are thinking about, is how do we get one over on this guy? How do we you know, ensure that we're punishing them? How do we continue to win? And what I'm really focused on, and I think the proof is in the pudding of the work I've done in the Senate, I'm really focused on getting results, like actually solving problems. And so, you know, removing myself from the partisan structure, not only is it true to who I am and how I operate, I also think it'll provide a place of belonging For many folks across the state and the country who also are tired of the partisanship.
1: You don't have to wonder in listening to this. I don't know about you. Do you hear a whiff of I want to run for president in this? I'm just putting that out there. There's nothing that she's communicated directly, overtly on this. You really have to wonder. I would love to think to know what you think about this. A little bit more from her as we continue the broadcast right here. Stay with us.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
1: Mm. my goodness this text line is something else we'll get to this in just a bit oh my goodness well why don't we start here bummer we're not going to trash Trump today another troll I guess Jim out of Easley, Vince Senator Cinema has been known to swing both ways. Literally, what else would you expect of her? Jim, should be ashamed of yourself. <sighs> also this, Kirsten Cinema's is a Trojan horse. She'll vote D when it's needed, and she'll profit just like Joe Manchin did. You know what would be interesting? What if Joe Manchin decided to one-up her? And switch to independent and decide not to caucus with Democrats. Oh, wouldn't that be a mess? That would be hilarious. And truly be independent. Because the truth of the matter is, for her profession of being an independent, it sounds like she still has an agreement with Chuck Schumer. So she can keep her committee assignments, etc. Also on the text line, we don't have a Republican Party or a Democratic Party. We have a government run by geriatric greedy people. Oh, I love that phrase. I'm going to steal that. Geriatric greedy people. (laughs) That are completely out of touch with the real America. Proud, hardworking people. I am serious. I've got to save this. (laughs) Geriatric greedy people. I mean, can you come up with a better description? Of what we're watching in Washington, (laughs) D.C. I'm going to come back to this one time and time again. I really will. Hallelujah. Praise God. I totally agree with her. I'm sick of having the D tag all my life. I've been a Democrat all my life since I became a Christian. I totally disagree with a lot of things the Democrat Party is doing. So now I'm an independent voter. It's Chris out of Shelby. Glad to hear that. Independence is a good thing. Vince, it's 50-50 now. Harris will never side with our side, so I don't understand why this is so important other than leaving Dems. Well, I think the good development here is it kind of affirms this woman's not a reliable vote for the Democrat Party. Combine that with Joe Manchin. This may not be the cakewalk that they were expecting to receive now that it's allegedly fifty-one forty-nine, may not be so easy. <laughs> this is a definite joke from Western North Carolina. Cinema Coakley 2024, really? <laughs> Would never happen. For a variety of reasons. Vincent's it's my hope she will run again for that Senate seat in Arizona. Split the Democrat ticket, facilitate a Republican winning that spot. I know. For the meantime, looks like the filibuster is still in place. May very well be. Since the Democrat Party, all it stands for has become so ugly. All the good-looking Democrat women are distancing themselves from the party. Cinema and Gabbard, Allen out of Spartanburg, you sexist pig, Alan <laughs> One more piece of audio, and you know this is one of the things you have to admire. You may not agree. You may see some stunt here in what is being done. But you have to hand it to somebody who's willing to face criticism. You know, and that and that's going to be a difficult place. How many people are going to put themselves in this place? Although I can see the benefits as well. So how do you how do you if you're cursed in cinema face the likely criticism you'll receive for such a decision. Here's what she said. You've
3: already been a target of the left and people have been very critical of you. They're going to call you every name in the book after this comes out. They're going to call you a traitor. They're going to call you an ingrate. What are you going to say?
2: Well, I think I'll do what I always do, Jake, which is keep doing the work that I know is important for my state. You know, I, I, I just not worried about folks who may not like this approach. What I am worried about is continuing to do what's right for my state. And there are folks who certainly don't like my approach. We hear about it a lot. But the proof is in the pudding. You know, in the last few years in the Senate, as you and I have just mentioned, I've been honored to lead historic efforts from infrastructure to gun violence prevention to protecting religious liberty and helping LGBT families feel secure, to the Chips and Science Bill, to the work we've done on veterans' issues. The list is really long. And so I think that the results speak for themselves. It's okay if some people aren't comfortable with that approach.
1: It's okay. Notice the mixed bag. There's something in there for everybody, right? Notice she mentions religious issues lgbt issues she's been involved in all of these things so you can't pigeonhole her and say hey i'm all on this side or that side now whether you agree or disagree is not the point it's a recognition she's saying i'm gonna be me this is who i am this is my position and there is something admirable about that whether you agree or disagree Love to get your thoughts on what she's done and what the real impact will be. What kind of a difference will it make? The other big story, Brittany Griner. Boy, was this a big development. I was in the doctor's office yesterday when this came on the screen. I was like, boy, this is going to be interesting. I... Let me just begin here. Of course, the president celebrating the news. The administration's worked out a deal to secure the release of WNBA basketball player Britney Griner, who is detained in Russia, calling her an incomparable athlete, noting she was a two-time Olympic gold medalist for the United States. She was arrested back in February at a Moscow airport by Russian officials for possession of cannabis vape cartridges. President saying she represents the best about America just across the board. Everything about her. So the Biden administration secured her freedom after they agreed to exchange her for the release of Victor Bout, a convicted international weapons dealer. Boy, this sounds like an even exchange, doesn't it? Can you imagine? And I'm sure I think there was some comment by Donald Trump about this. This is a pretty flimsy deal. We get back a person who committed what amounts to a petty crime. If it could barely be called a crime. They get a terrorist. Who would now be free. Unleashed. To potentially pose a threat to America again. I mean, what threat does Brittany Griner pose to Russia? Zero. Once again... Mr. Magoo has been outsmarted. Now, I want to make it very clear. Do not hear what I'm not saying. I'm happy for Brittany Griner. Good for her. I'm so glad she's free. And yet, at the same time, there's someone else who certainly should have been released. We're going to talk about that and talk about the political aspects of this move as we continue. Stay with us. And I promise, promise we will get to your calls in a bit. We've already got calls, and I'm not surprised. People are really ticked off about this trade. It's crazy. It is really crazy. Over on the text line thus far, in reference to what we've discussed so far, This person saying, I wonder if it's too late to orchestrate a trade. Cinema for Romney. Happy Friday. That's from Scott G. Kristen? Vince, I miss Jesse Helms. <laughs> Due to their voting record, you forgot that Bernie and Angus King are also so-called independents. Dems let Bernie run as one of their own. Great deal, isn't it? If Britney Griner would have been Taylor Swift... There wouldn't be this much hoopla about her released. The only reason is because she's black and gay. Are you serious? Really? Whoever sent me this text, call in. I want to have this conversation. This is bizarre because I think the very opposite is true. I think, and I'll mention this based on the comments out of this administration. In fact, let me get to this right now. The news of Griner's release surprised Americans advocating for the release of ex-U.S. Marine Paul Whelan from Russia, who's been detained for nearly four years, four years. Biden tried to ward off criticism by noting this was not a choice of which American to bring home. Sadly, for totally Ill- illegitimate reasons, he says, Russia is treating Paul's case differently than Brittany's. He promised to keep working for Whelan's release, admitting the family would likely have mixed emotions about the news of Griner's release. Of course they would. He says they'll keep negotiating in good faith for Paul's release. I guarantee that. I said that to the family. I guarantee you. Now, here's the part I want you to pay attention to. The White House argued during the daily briefing with reporters, there was only one choice. Bring Brittany home or no one else. And then we had Corrine Jean-Pierre saying this. She's an important role model, an inspiration to millions of Americans, particularly the LGBTQ plus Americans and women of color. Spoken by a person in that same category. I'm just telling you, I know the values of this administration. And I'm not saying they did this just for that reason. But I'm telling you, they certainly are exploiting that point. They are. Because they always do. This is the guy who said he's going to pick a black woman for the Supreme Court. Remember that? A black woman for vice president. Not the most qualified person out there. But a black woman. And in this case, the White House press secretary... A black lesbian woman. There's nothing wrong with that. But when your choices are driven by these ideological. This ideological drive towards pandering. That's really what this is. It's pandering. And then we've got this hero. Who is still detained in Russia. We're going to talk more about this coming up. Because it's really disgusting and it again shows what happens when you negotiate from a position of weakness weakness Vince I know exactly how Paul Wheeling can be free from the Russian prison he needs to profess his hatred toward America and show a video of himself kneeling during the National Anthem and worshipping Obama then Mr. Magoo will likely come to his rescue Jeff you're not far off you really aren't see the Russians aren't stupid they want to foist This woman back on us. It's the best gift they could possibly give us. Because they know the propaganda value that she is to them. It's really a win-win all around. Griner's threat to Russia is her ideology and immorality infecting the nation. The Russians are smarter than we think. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Vince Putin's laughing all the way to the bank. He knew Biden would make the trade because of Democrat agenda. He knows we're weak country. Exactly. He knows. Let's go out to a call from Rob. What is your perspective here, Rob?
4: Yeah, good morning. Thank you very much for, uh, you know, having me on this morning. And uh, I just want to comment briefly on this Brittany, uh, Brittany Griner issue.
3: Okay, yeah uh,
1: Whoa, that was him, not me. So, Rob, you can try calling us back. Let's go out to a call from Sean. Hello, Sean.
4: Hey, Vince. listen, all your listeners. Let me say this first. Everybody have a nice Christmas. Hope everybody... Same to you. Yes. yes. But this big Negrana thing. Donald Trump, dumb dumb, was in there for four years. He couldn't get the man out. I'm sure he tried like every president before. He could not get him out. Now, everybody know who this guy is. Before Britney was there, about 10% knew who this guy was. Now, unfortunately, he got detained over there. And all the hoopla, you can spin it all the way you want. Now everybody knows about this guy. Okay? So
1: So you think that's that's the silver lining here? You saying that's the silver lining here?
4: Say that again, Vince?
1: I'm saying you are saying that's a silver lining that this will draw further attention to him
4: because it wasn't written in lot. We still wouldn't know about this gentleman. Maybe ten percent was, and he was a dishonorable. So you need to look up his record too about that. So he, he's not perfect. So that's all I got to say about that, Vince. I'm not going to spend all the time. Do it. I'm just giving you the facts. Well, I, I appreciate your call
1: and your perspective, Sean. It's always good. Always good to hear from you. And I think there's some value here uh, in, in what Sean has just said, because I think there are a lot of people who are not aware at all. We're going to talk more about this and tell you about who this guy is, Paul Whelan, and the situation that he finds himself in. And what are the prospects for this guy getting out anytime in the near future? Richard, good morning. Welcome to the broadcast.
4: Hey, good morning, Vince. Um, well, Vince, you, pre- you pretty much hit on everything I was going to say, that um, this woman, uh, I- I'm happy that she's got out. I'm sure her family's happy. It's all good in that way. But she she actually checks all the boxes. She happens to be African-American, so they're going to pander more to the African-Americans. She's a-, a lesbian. She's a high-profile, I guess, basketball player. And it's just, unfortunately, I wake up today a little less proud to be an American because what in the what are we? What do we believe in? It's I don't I don't see I don't I don't even know what we believe in anymore. It's all upside down. You got a Marine, whether he's uh, uh, discharged properly or whatever, this guy at least served his country, right? He's still in prison.
1: Yep. I, I hear you, Richard. Uh, very much appreciate your call. We're up against the hearts, and we will talk about the man who is still detained as we continue. Stay with us. Back on the Vince Coakley radio program, so who is still in Russia? Paul Whelan detained American CNN reporting he expressed his frustration that more has not been done to secure his release an exclusive interview with them hours after Brittany Griner was freed said he was happy Griner was released but told CNN I'm greatly disappointed more has not been done to secure my release especially as the four-year anniversary of my arrest is coming up saying this phone call I was arrested for a crime that never occurred He's in a penal colony, by the way, in a remote part of Russia. I don't understand why I'm still sitting here. The interview took place shortly after President Joe Biden, standing alongside Greiner's wife, Sherelle, at the White House, also expressed regret. The U.S. had not been able to get Whelan out. Biden vowed the U.S. would never give up. U.S. officials said the Russians refused to negotiate his release. Whelan saying he was surprised he had been left behind. I was led to believe things were moving in the right direction and the governments were negotiating and something would happen fairly soon. Whelan's a former Marine who is a U.S., Irish, British and Canadian citizen detained at a Moscow hotel December 2018 by Russian authorities who allege he was involved in an intelligence operation. He was convicted and sentenced in June 2020 to 16 years in prison in a trial U.S. officials denounced as unfair. U.S. officials indicated that Russians refused to release him despite U.S. efforts at negotiations. Whelan said he was told because the Russians have accused him of being a spy, they've put him at a higher level. Than what they did with Britney. That raises a lot of concerns because none of it's true. They're trying to get out of the United States. What the United States may not be able to provide. He's calling this basically political extortion. He said he was aware he was considered in a different category than Griner. The Russians have always said so. They've always considered me a higher level than other criminals of my sort. For whatever reason, I'm treated differently than another individual here from a Western country that's also on a charge of espionage. So even though we're both here for espionage, I'm treated much differently than he is. My treatment is also much different than others held for espionage at other prisons. I would say if a message could go to President Biden, that this is a precarious situation that needs to be resolved quickly. My bags are packed. I'm ready to go home. I just need an airplane to come and get me. Whelan said he'd like to speak to Biden directly, noting he'd spoken to an administration official earlier in the day about the situation. But I think the message really needs to go to people like the president, so they understand personally what I'm dealing with and what we deal with in these foreign prisons and under these circumstances. It's quite obvious I'm being held hostage. I know some people may disagree with me for saying this, but it's, I don't think that this is a big priority. You know, that's nice. He wants to talk to the president. You might want to talk to somebody who cares. Some people may think that's harsh. If you care, you don't put America in a situation of weakness. This is why we have the Russian invasion of Ukraine in the first place. The Russians sniffed out weakness. And this is why they've done what they have. And this is why they continue to hold this man. Social media posts. Rob posted this in social media yesterday. Brittany Griner in exchange for Victor Bout, one of the most dangerous men in the world. While our Marine, Paul Wheelan still a Russian hostage. Unreal. <laughs> Sean. I love this one next swap Biden for the Marine that's still over there boy that would be a fair trade wouldn't it (laughs) I think you get the idea I think there are a lot of people very very upset about this let's go up to a very quick call a Karen you got about a minute Karen good morning
4: good morning Vince um I yeah I
2: I can't believe Willen is still over there and I think this administration is all about their agenda and, you know, appealing to certain people. I don't know why any of this has to be about race, LGBTQ, whatever. I mean, even his pick for VP and and his press secretary. Why why do we have to say it's a black woman? Why isn't it just a woman? I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous.
1: Yep. I I hear you. And so, you know, our our humanity is what gets lost in all of this, isn't it? Just our common humanity that we can all celebrate together and everything has to be uh, reduced to putting people into groups and classes and that sort of thing. Karen, I very much appreciate your call. How concise you are in communicating your ideas much more as we continue the vince coakley radio program on the other side of news stay with us
0: whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits long live listening to your favorites learn more about cascali ribocyclib 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if cascali is right for you
3: From the heart of the
1: Carolinas, aiming the
3: cannon of truth at strongholds of
4: stupidity.
3: Who, who are black people supposed to call Ghostbusters? So we need to stop that beef on or impose the cops crap. This
4: is the Vince
3: Coakley radio program.
1: Hour number two of our broadcast, and a very patient Billy's been waiting on the line to talk about this deal that was worked out. To release Brittany Griner. Billy, good morning. Welcome to the broadcast.
4: How are you doing this morning? All right. I'd like to say that the thought that we traded that gentleman for her when she went there with that stuff in her bag. I mean, I can't believe the dust WNBA doesn't maybe tell these people a little bit about Russia and how strict they are. And then the second thing for you to say to trade Biden for the Marine, that's an insult to that Marine and every Marine. If we should have traded Biden for her, that would have been more fair.
1: Billy, I very much appreciate your call. Uh, thanks very much. You know, the other thing that I, I would say here that really disturbs me, I, I'm just being very straightforward. About this. You know and it's kind of ironic. Because of the woke mentality of Miss Greiner. The truth of the matter is. The whole reason the woman was in a prison. I'm going to make this very clear. The reason she was in prison. Because of her mentality of entitlement. Yes I said it. And not many people are going to say this. But to go into another country, I don't care what the circumstances are. Why do you think you can get away with carrying a substance like that? Anywhere. There are places in this country where you would get stopped, I would suspect. So part of my frustration with this entire story Is the fact that we're not talking about somebody who is innocent. Is this heavy handed what the Russians have done? Absolutely. But the other part of this. it again it just affirms what America is. Isn't it wonderful? You can be a total screw up. An arrogant person. See, isn't this what people say about America all the time? That America is arrogant. And people are entitled. We think we're better than everybody else. What kind of attitude do you think was in Ms. Greiner when she went to Russia like this? I'm just saying. It's ironic in light of Her protests against America and Americanism. See, we display and we exemplify those things when we want to. When it's comfortable for us. Otherwise, otherwise, we slam other people. Because the problem has to be other people. It is certainly not us. Surely I can't be entitled because I'm black. I can't be racist because I'm black. I'm just saying. This is one of the biggest arguments against against this entire woke nonsense and the kneeling and all the other stuff. Because at the end of the day, what country is going to go all the way to secure... The release of someone in this situation who's gonna who's gonna care if you were a citizen and, I, and I'm just saying this I'm just throwing this out if you're do you think do you think Brittany Griner do you think she succeeded more because she's an American or do you think she would have had an equal chance if she were perhaps I don't know from an African country Do you think they would have gone through all the trouble for her? I suspect many of them would have said, What the hell were you doing? You're on your own. I'm just saying. This is an example of the best of America. No matter what you believe about her, this is America. In the best of circumstances, we do everything possible to secure the freedom of our own. And she's the beneficiary of that. Yet again, after all of her success. Look at her. And I repeat again what I said earlier. I wish her the best. I don't wish any ill on her, don't have any sense of contempt for her. Wish her the best. Faith Focus Friday. I want to share something personal with you. <clears throat> during a devotional time the other day. And by the way, I know some of you, to some of you, this is sacrilege. Because after years of, first years of using the King James, years of using the ESV, I've been going through the New Testament, the message, paraphrase. Oh my goodness, it's, it's the most beautiful thing. And I so appreciate how how wonderful truths are communicated in it. There is a particular text in Hebrews that I wanted to briefly share with you, and it's something that just blessed me the other day. And it blessed me because I think it's one of those things that sometimes we forget. And we need to be reminded of the debt that's been removed from us. Those of us who have a relationship with God, it's not something to be forgotten. And first off, for us to appreciate, but second off... Because we experience this, we're able to extend this same kind of grace to other people. I I want to read this whole section because this is Hebrews, by the way, chapter 10, from verses 11 through 18. And he's talking about the new covenant. And I think this will bless you as much as it did me. This, again, is the message of paraphrase this new plan i'm making with israel isn't going to be written on paper it's going to be chiseled in stone it isn't going to be chiseled in stone this time i'm writing out the plan in them that's the new covenant carving it on the lining of their hearts That's the beauty of the new covenant. It's not about I I, I bristle every time I hear Christians talk about the Ten Commandments. And no, I'm not speaking against the Ten Commandments. But I'm I'm saying to you, the whole new covenant idea is what the spirit of God has done on our hearts. He goes on. I'll forever wipe the slate clean of their sins. Once sins are taken care of for good, there's no longer any need to offer sacrifices for them. Do we really appreciate the fullness of forgiveness? The slate is wiped clean forever. Isn't that liberating? And the other part of that is because he's done that for others. Stay with us. Back on the Vince Coakley radio program. This texture in reference to the Griner deal. I am so mad at the president. He's lost his mind. I'm an American Indian and a veteran. She knew she did wrong. This person is very adamant. Wow. Wow. <sighs> It starts to scroll in the middle of me sharing this particular text, it's driving me crazy. I'm gonna try to find this because it's really good. Uh, I will have to try to find this because once it started moving, I completely lost it. There it is. She knew she did wrong. If she had been white and straight, she would still be over there. This country has gone to hell in a handbag. And I'm not so sure if this is, you know, if that is true, what I do know is they are exploiting those aspects of her identity that suit their political purposes. There's no question about that. I know this is how they operate. I know this is the way he operates. Just saying. I have heard some very interesting conversations. Uh, in fact, on other talk programs, one major one, warning about what's going on with the speaker's race. You know, I continue to hold my position. I am. I'm just. I do not trust Kevin McCarthy. I just don't. There are people warning of a doomsday scenario. In fact, a CNN story. House Republicans brace for doomsday scenario if McCarthy falls short of 218 votes for Speaker. And you notice the language of this. It's not surprising for CNN. As a right-wing faction threatens to tank his Speakership ambitions, House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy delivered a promise. I'll never leave making clear he has no plans to drop out of the race, even if the fight goes to many ballots on the floor. I'll get 218. I'll get 218, he says. But Representative Andy Biggs of Arizona, a conservative hardliner, you notice how they refer to Republicans who hold to their convictions? Hardliners. He's challenging McCarthy to be the most powerful member of Congress, Doubled down on his commitment to stop the California Republicans' ascension. I'm not bluffing. When asked if he would drop out, I am not bluffing. With the increasing likelihood the Speaker's race could go to multiple ballots, something that hasn't happened since 1923, McCarthy's allies and foes alike are starting to quietly game out the next steps if he can't get the necessary 218 votes on the first round, and they move into unchartered territory mccarthy's supporters are vowing to keep voting for him on multiple ballots gop sources said there are early discussions about a floor strategy for that potential scenario including whether to recess the house or let the votes keep rolling no matter how long it takes to prevent this from happening mccarthy and his team have been engaged in serious talks with a group of conservatives including over potentially giving them influential committee assignments and more power to drive the legislative process GOP sources said those negotiations are still very early and could ultimately end up giving the group some aspect of what the hardliners desperately want, additional power to seek a sitting speaker's ouster with a vote on the floor. Asked if he would drop out of the race if he doesn't get 218 on the first ballot, Biggs refused to say, I'm not going to talk about hypotheticals. Now, Biggs lost his conference's nomination to become speaker He only got 31 votes. That's still pretty good. I think previous attempts ended up with single digits. But in the case of a doomsday scenario where neither McCarthy nor Biggs can get 218 on January 3rd and neither drops out, some pro-McCarthy Republicans are signaling support for a different approach. Some said they would be willing to work with Democrats to find a moderate Republican who can get the 218 votes to clinch the gavel. A long-shot idea, idea that underscores the uncertainty looming over the Speaker's race. Can you imagine this? I See, this is the other humorous thing. A moderate Republican? You've already got one! What did I tell you? Kevin McCarthy has an F for liberty score. What do you call that? How can you find somebody more moderate? I mean, uh, this just blows my mind. But this I want you to know these discussions are going on, folks. This is what they're talking about. I remind you, Kevin McCarthy's liberty score is a 54. 54. And they're talking about a more moderate Republican? What do they want? Somebody with a 30? A 20? Oh, my gosh. These folks have lost their minds. Our initial plan is to vote for Kevin. Let him fight this out repeatedly. But if they think we're going to get this to infinity to drive him out, well, we're not going to bend to their will. This is what Don Bacon, a Nebraska Republican, said. Bacon added, if GOP hardliners don't bend... This is funny. Hardliners. So what do you believe in, Mr. Bacon? That he would be willing to work with Democrats to find another more moderate Republican to secure the 218 votes to become Speaker. If a small group refuses to play ball and be part of the team, we'll work across the aisle to find an agreeable Republican. But I hope we don't get there. Folks, do you need any more evidence of the uniparty? Here it is. This tells you who these folks are. The McCarthy's detractors do not buy this. Matt Gates from Florida saying he's a hard no on McCarthy. There are very significant rules changes being discussed that would open the house up. That would be transformative. That would give us the ability to actually legislate and represent our constituents. And whoever is speaker is going to have to agree to those rules. I don't think that person will be Kevin McCarthy because Kevin McCarthy won't have 218 votes. Gates added, I think the person who's ultimately going to be the speaker isn't even the candidate yet. Oh, so he's talking about a dark horse. Hmm. Indeed, the small group of Republicans known as the Never Kevin movement confident the bigs. Could not win a majority of the House, been trying to recruit a viable alternative and claims several Republicans have privately told them they would be interested in running if McCarthy drops out. Their goal with voting for Biggs is to show McCarthy is weak on the first ballot, which they would hope would inspire other candidates to jump in. Bob Good, Virginia Republican, who is a hard no on McCarthy. How many members vote for someone else will show the strength of the anti-McCarthy group? I think the second ballot is going to have more candidates. There are already Republicans letting us know they'd like to be considered. Even House Republicans who are supporting McCarthy predicted a number of lawmakers would run if McCarthy withdrew his name. With some saying House Minority Whip Steve Scalise, McCarthy's top deputy, would emerge as the frontrunner in that case. Remember we mentioned this, I think, on the program a week or two ago? One of the reasons that Scalise also is kind of a favorite, it goes back to, you remember the shooting at the baseball practice, Republican baseball practice? He's emerged as kind of a hero among some. So it's possible that's where this ends up with someone like Steve Scalise as the candidate but I'll tell you what, a lot of these folks are not going to cross. They are not going to cross Kevin McCarthy for obvious reasons. By the way, quick thing Steve Scalise's Liberty score, it's a 58. God help us. Stay with us. Make merry melodies the truest field. It's now through January 6th. There's Nice Getting Rink, Snow Tubing Hill. Plus, enjoy light shows, live entertainment, holiday treats, Christmas trees, shopping, Santa, and more. Back on the Vince Coakley Radio Program here on Friday... Love to get your continued thoughts on the interesting things we have discussed thus far. This texter in the upstate saying Biden has a habit of making bad trades. Remember when we traded known terrorists for a deserter, defector? Yeah. Ah, oh, boy. We had a story here locally about Walmart experiencing an uptick in shoplifting Vince, tell Walmart shoplifters aren't criminals. They're just securing reparations for what rightfully belongs to them and was stolen from them by people that work for a living. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. This is just too much. Uh, By the way, some of you may remember I mentioned a story some weeks ago about warnings from attorneys to make sure that you hold on to your receipts in case one of these stores decides to sue you and accuse you of shoplifting so you can document that you paid for the items, all of them. This is what those cameras are for. I noticed my local grocery store recently added a bunch of cameras to every single U scan Every single one. It's not just a wide shot of all of them. It's a close-up shot. (laughs) Directly down. It's not going to miss a thing. So, apparently, this is an ongoing concern about losses. What do they call this? Shrinkage in the retail business? And uh, there's no sign that this is going away, especially in the challenging environment we find ourselves in economically. Uh, Believe it or not, I'm here to commend, of all people, Whoopi Goldberg. Believe it or not, I don't need to have my head examined. New York Post story, Whoopi Goldberg defends blazing saddles against cancel culture. Saying, don't make me come for you. I don't know what happened, why this came up. But apparently this was a debate that broke out over Twitter. So Whoopi Goldberg got fired up defending blazing saddles against internet trolls trying to cancel it with claims it takes jokes about racism too far. Get a freaking life. I love this show. I love the movie. It's really funny. One of my favorite lines in the movie when he's surrounded, I think he may be surrounded by a bunch of Klan people. And and he says, where are the white women? (laughs) I mean, this just, you want to talk about politically correct. If you've never watched this, or if you haven't watched it in a long time, you need to watch. I mean, it's, (laughs) in fact, now that I've said this, It might be a good time for me to watch this movie again, because it's absolutely hilarious. Cleavon Little, oh my goodness, what a talent! What a talent! And so sad we lost Cleavon Little so young. He was fifty-three years old when he passed away. Uh, Just masterfully performed. Any case. We'll be Goldberg on The View, jumping in on this debate about how classic comedies are aging in 2022. Mindy Kaling's recent comment, The Office, is so inappropriate now. Really? The Office? Could never be made today. Goldberg argued that 1974 Mel Brooks' flick, Blazing Saddles, deals with racism by coming at it straight out front. Making you think and laugh about it. Because listen, it's not just racism. It's all the isms. He hits them all. For those of you who don't know, the setting for this movie is 1874. follows a corrupt politician who hires a black sheriff to keep a frontier village from being destroyed. Here is what Whoopi Goldberg had to say about Blazing Saddles. Blazing Saddles, because it's a great comedy, would still go over today there are a lot of comedies out that are not good
3: okay we're just gonna say that that's not one of them blazing saddles is one of the greatest because it hits everybody
1: and she's absolutely right it's just good comedy a lot of the stuff that's passed off as comedy frank frankly it's just not funny i don't find it funny anyway another interesting story Breitbart reporting on a billboard campaign by an election integrity organization called the Honest Elections Project. They've got mobile billboards in San Diego where Major League Baseball is holding its winter meeting, demanding the league apologize for its $100 million lie about voter suppression in Georgia. The group blasted MLB with a message, MLB should apologize to Georgia. For its $100 million lie, MLB lied about Georgia's election law and moved the All-Star Game. Despite MLB lies, Georgia's November election was a grand slam. MLB moved the All-Star Game over election lies, cost Atlanta $100 million. Claiming this was a suppression of minorities. And as you know, the numbers... (laughs) have shown the very opposite. Despite the left's claims that blacks specifically would be disenfranchised, Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger reported more than 2.4 million votes have been cast by November 4th. That compares to 1.6 million in the 2018 election. In addition, record turnout seen in the U.S. Senate runoff election between Raphael Warnock and the challenger, Herschel Walker, Clearly, the new election integrity law has done nothing to limit voting in the Peach State. Will we get an apology from Major League Baseball? Of course not. These arrogant bastards, they're not going to apologize. They will continue to be arrogant and continue to be destructive.